Hello. To the Arsenal Cannon podcast experience. It is me, once again, Daniel Fenton, alongside Alfie Colshaw today. Alfie, how are you doing today, my man? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, man. I am good. Um, we have Huddersfield coming up. I am a bit dejected, though, after the loss to Manchester City. But not too upset because uh, I think me and you both did see it coming. Yeah, it was. It wasn't unex. I mean, it was ex- unex. It was expected. So I think obviously we'll talk about it in the podcast. But the reaction to the result shocked me a bit, and I think in general, I don't know if you saw Gunner Blog's review. I feel like I keep referring to him because he's just. He's such a good reviewer. The but best. Yeah, he is. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm a bit shocked by the culture that has come around the club and the sort of impatience of fans. And I think it's it says a lot about modern day, modern football. But yeah, I am a bit shocked in general. Yeah, well, a, a large portion of this podcast is certainly going to have to do with um, how... I guess you could say fickle the Arsenal fans have become. And I think, you know, you know to be honest with you, I think the – I don't know if you say fickleness. That I don't know if that's a word. Maybe it is. Um, I don't know if the fickleness has always been there. And maybe it's just been shown to light more now with avenues such as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you know, YouTube. social media, websites. Yeah, YouTube. Places where um, – where fans could have their voice heard, you know, an yeah. average Joe, an average Joe like me, me or Alfie, yeah. you know, can can have our voices heard just by saying whatever we want to say about the club. And, you know, everybody's entitled to their own opinion, obviously. But at the same time, yeah, some of the response to the loss, especially the response directed towards Unai Emery, primarily mm. from Mezzanozo fanboys, <laughs> has been a complete joke. I mean, yeah. come first of all. I mean, we'll we'll just get right into it, and we'll we'll review the game briefly, and then we'll talk about Huddersfield. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's have it right. That Man City team would beat the majority of not only England, of English teams, of football teams in general. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A great fucking team. They are one of the best teams in Europe, and if you're sort of comparing us to them, which you can't because obviously they have had massive investment and they'll continue to have massive investment, whereas we probably won't. The fact is, even Guardiola struggled in his first season. You know, I think I think they finished fourth yep. or third, but they're, they're, they certainly weren't as good as a third place as, as, Spurs, as Spurs are this season who are finishing third. There was, it was quite a poor yeah. season in terms of uh, progress since then, so that City team that he had in his first season probably would have finished outside the top four. But then he invested heavily and he showed how good a manager he was and he built one of the best Premier League teams we've seen, uh, dare I say it, not better than the Invincibles. But yeah, last season and this season genuinely could win the quadruple. I don't want to say that they will, but it's a possibility. It's definitely possible. It's quite unlikely, but it's a possibility. Um. So, yeah, I, I, I don't exactly know what Arsenal fans were expecting from that game yes, uh, on Saturday or s- Sunday, sorry. Um, yeah. It, it just bemuses me, some, some of the comments. Um, 
and a lot of them just are, are very unreasonable, not justified. They don't really use any sort. They don't portray a good argument to me. Um, no, and yeah, I agree. Well, I think it also, I think a lot of people forget, you know, and I don't mean to, to slag off Arsenal by any means, mm-hmm. but how many world-class players do we have compared to Manchester City? Yeah. I would say that Aubameyang could you could argue that he's a world class striker. Yeah. Other than that, who else? Yeah. Um, you know, and then you look at you look at Manchester City, Ederson, world class goalkeeper, mm. world class goalkeeper, Fernandinho, probably one of the best center defensive midfielders in the world. Yeah. Kevin De Bruyne, David Silva, Sergio Aguero, he made Leroy he, Sané. He scored a fucking hat trick. Yeah. Leroy Sané. Sterling's a great player too. You know, it's just Mares. Dude, they have Walker. They, it's fucking it's ridiculous. They have their bench, mm. the players on their bench would steal the starting spot from almost every single Arsenal player. Yeah, well, I was seeing a lot of combined 11s, and it was pretty much seven or eight Man City players. And... It's just they're a great fucking team. And yeah. they, they were a great team before. They were. Let, let's have it right. They had some really damn good players. Mm. Before Pep came he's in, got them even but Pep has just got him even better. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I mean, you look at De Bruyne, especially. You know, you could. I know. Thankfully, I don't think he was quite to his best against us yeah. because he's obviously just coming back from that long-term injury. But yeah. I think Guendouzi pocketed him. But we'll get onto that. Guendouzi, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're going to get into that in the player ratings. But mm. uh, it could have been worse. It could have yeah. been worse, Alfie, and I think we both agree on that. Three goals to one. Yeah, mm. away from home against some of the one of the best teams in Europe. I don't think we can complain too much about it. Yeah, and I think it's worth noticing. Oh, noting, sorry, that we were even we were hardly at full strength. You know, we had several players out. You know, Socrates, Holding, Bellerin, um, Mkhitaryan, Welbeck. You know, we had several key players out and we didn't have some starting, you know, the likes of Ramsey and us on the bench. I'm not saying that was the wrong decision, but we'll get into that. But yeah, so even with our best team, like in the first game of the season was probably one of our best teams that we could field, I remember. Even then, we couldn't put any, we couldn't really get anything out of the game. But I think there were positives in the first half. Uh, Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, and going into the lineup, there was a lot of sort of unrest about the lineup a lot of people saying Mesut Ozil should start I'm getting fed up of this argument of people constantly constantly saying oh Mesut Ozil start Mesut Ozil Emery needs to let go of his ego and play Mesut Ozil I keep I've probably repeated myself about 10 times on various different platforms including this podcast if Mesut Ozil does not fit what Una Emery sees as his type of player and someone to suit and implement his vision and philosophy into the team, then he has no right to, he doesn't have to play him. It doesn't matter who he is. He has, he doesn't have to play Meza Ozil if he doesn't feel he suits his style and vision. I love Meza Ozil, but he's inconsistent and Unai Emery doesn't, doesn't feel he's, he's the number 10, the type of number 10, you know, the pressing number 10 that he wants yeah. to use. So yeah, I didn't think Meza Ozil should start. 
personally, I think he possibly made a mistake, but who am I to tell him that he's made a mistake? Um, but yeah, I think maybe he should have played Aaron Ramsey midfield to give us those legs. Um, I think playing a four four two, particularly when we've hardly played it this season in a game of that magnitude, was a big risk. Um, because I think we got overrun in the midfield. They essentially had four central midfielders because they had Gundogan, De Bruyne, Silva, and uh, Fernandinho was dropping into midfield when Man City had the ball, as well as uh, Bernardo, Bernardo, Bernardo Silva coming inside. Um, so we got a bit overrun in the midfield. That was probably one of my question questionable decisions. I think... Personally, I would have played uh, Monreal alongside Koscielny as centre-back. I don't want to see Mustafi near the team. I don't think he's good enough. And I would have started Kolasinac at left-back. I know Kolasinac is vulnerable, but he looked a bit uncomfortable at left-back. He had a few decent moments in the first half, but he did, yeah, he's never played that role, really. He's never played with someone else behind him. He's played as a left wing-back. So I thought that was a bit of a mistake. But you've got to trust Unai Emery in his decisions. Sorry, I've been talking for like two minutes, but... I've been a bit worked up about this. No, that's all right. Yeah, and and, and your frustration is completely understandable because mm. I agree with you. I think that he certainly did make some some errors going into the game, and yeah. I also agree with what you said about Mezzadozel mm. as well. Um, I don't I don't think Mezzadozel starting would have changed this game at exactly. all. And if anything, it 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 might have made us weaker defensively. Yeah. If I'm being honest yeah. with you, because yeah. we're going to get into this in the player ratings, and I'm sure we both probably have the same viewpoint on this because the majority of Arsenal fans do. Mm. The two best outfield players on the day were Guendouzi yeah, and Torreira. Doubt, doubt. And at, if you ask me, would I rather have Mesut Ozil in for maybe one of them? Absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, no that would have because left us very vulnerable. We would have just been, well, well yeah, we would have been torn yeah. apart. But even for, uh, and granted, I know a Wobi yeah. was not great. Yeah. Um, Kalashinak, like you said, looked extremely uncomfortable mm. in that left, left mid, left wing, whatever you want to call position. Mm. Um, but he's a difficult one, Kalashinak. Like you were saying, you know, he, yeah, when you he play is. him as a left back, he gets exposed. Yeah, pretty frequently, just because of his positioning um, and, and defensive mindset. Exactly. Yeah, and when, and when you play him on on the left wing, he he just didn't. He looked like he was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to yeah. be doing right now. So he is literally just a left wing back. Yeah. Nothing more, nothing less. You know, he has to be played in that yeah. position. If Against we're slam. poor attacking teams, I think he can play left back, but you don't get many of them yeah. in the Premier League. No, you don't, because you even look at a team like, I don't know. Uh, Bournemouth. Brighton. Yeah, or Brighton. Or Bournemouth, yeah. They have goal scorers, yeah. you know, so they're always going to they're always gonna have a threat going mm. forward. So... Will Kalashnik be at the club for the foreseeable future? I don't know. It's a, yeah, I it's don't a know, difficult you know. one to tell. Um, because it, I, I think he's a good player, but yeah. he just might not fit into the system. Yeah, I don't think it was an outrageous sort of thought for Emery to implement him in left wing. In fact, I was thinking about it uh, before the game. I was thinking we could go with someone like Kalashnik on the left wing because realistically, in theory, he would sort of suit that role in such a big game because he is naturally, well, I say naturally, he is supposed to be a defender and yeah. he has played as a left-back for a lot of his career. So he should be able to play in a game. And But at the same time, we know he's not great defensively. So putting him in front of Monreal, it sort of makes sense because in a big game, because they're going to have a lot of players, a lot out wide. Um, 
you know, Bono, Bernardo Silva playing on that uh, Ryan side or Sterling. So it made sense in reality, but you could tell from pretty much the first 10 minutes, he looked a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, I think I think a big part of it too was he was dragging himself a little too wide in the yeah, game. Yeah, he was he was just getting himself into positions where he couldn't really do anything. Yeah, you know because we have in in Aubameyang and in Lacazette, I would say their their weakness is mm. they're not great as an aerial. Threat. Yeah, then neither are great. In the yeah, air. yeah. So. You know, Kalashnikov was getting. Granted, he didn't provide them with much service, mm. but the position that he was trying to get himself into, at least to me, looked like he was trying to get into a position to put crosses into the box. Mm. Now, yeah, that's a good idea because it, it, you know City they do fly forward on the wing, so there's going to be some space in behind him where you could exploit them. But he was just it, it just it wasn't working at all, and he did not provide either of the two strikers up top with with much service at all. And I don't think we'll, we'll get into the player ratings um, in just a moment, but I don't think Lacazette or Aubameyang had a particularly great game. Yeah. Um, I saw Aubame- and you know, actually out of the two, it's usually I say, yeah, Lacazette, you know, worked his socks off, mm. got himself stuck into the game. I actually thought Aubameyang was a bit better. Yeah. Well, I've, if I'm I've being honest looked with at you. the stats. Aubameyang covered more ground. So I think he worked harder, but I think it neither like had, it, yeah much service and I think that was a problem because we were we were likely to have little service I don't really see why we went with two up top because no, we needed someone in sense. there who could actually provide them with a bit more service aka Ramsey but anyway uh yeah the, the worst possible start um I was oh, livid when it won't be we sort of Forty seconds in, they they mount their they mounted their first attack, their first pursuit upfield. Can't c- remember completely what happened, but the ball is cleared, and it wo- it comes to Iwobi, and he he must have had the ball for a good five seconds, and he, I don't know what he, he was trying to do. He should have either just cleared it, just hit it upfield as hard as possible, put it out of play for a throw in, or just at least try and find a pass. But he was just so hesitant and eventually he just let the player close him down, played it straight at him. But then after that, there's problems. I, I don't know if you've seen the picture that going around on social media of after it won't be giving the ball away, Mustafi waved. What the fuck? Yeah, did you see that? Miles behind yeah, the line Yeah, what the fuck was he doing? That is just so basic defending that you're meant to stay in line with your defence. Um, but he just didn't get out. He just assumed the attack had finished. And I think that so, sort of sums up Mustafi in a nutshell. You know, his sort of yeah. inability to stay aware after danger appears to have been cleared. We've seen it on a number of occasions. And yeah, that that was poor. I think he could he could have played uh, Aguero offside if he'd been level with the defence. But he gives the ball away. From that moment, there wasn't much we could do in terms of the cross and the finish. Um but yeah, Mustafi and Iwobi definitely to blame there. Also, oh, yeah. yeah, so I was, I was, although I wasn't particularly livid at the whole performance, I was livid at these individual mistakes because Unai Emery's going to get, he's going to get criticism and he's going to get blame. But both the goals, the first two goals were completely just, they were just individual mistakes. And 
you can't condone that. You know, you can't, Una Emery can't be responsible for individual mistakes like that. It's not his fault that these players are switching off. Um, but yeah, at least we responded well to the goal. You know, we, we showed a bit of character. Yeah, well, and I think, you know, looking back at that first goal too, why, that almost looked like, to me, that almost looked like a Wobie of last season. Yeah. It just completely indecisive, mm. had no idea what he was supposed to do. Because in that situation where he is and, you know, with the attacking firepower that Manchester City have, he, if he did not have faith in himself to get the ball out of there, whether it be through a clearance or through a pass, he should have just put it out the fucking side. Yeah. There, there was no reason for him to try to shimmy his way out of the immense pressure from yeah. Manchester City. One minute no in as that. well. One minute in. Exactly. There was no reason for that. Absolutely no reason for mm. that. And I'm I, – you know – you know this. I am one of the people I will always defend Alex Iwobi. I'll defend most players mm. on the team as well because I don't think that abuse is ever okay. Yeah. And I still don't think abuse is okay even with the shit mistake that Alex Iwobi made. Mm. But that was just awful. Yeah. That was just embarrassing. It was unbelievably frustrating. And yeah, do you think it could potentially be because he was playing on the right. It seems absurd, but every time uh, he plays on the right, he just looks so uncomfortable. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, Alfie. I mean, with the system that Unai Emery wants to go with, if a Wobi wants any, any kind of shot of actually sticking himself into the starting lineup on a week-in and week-out basis, he's going to have to learn how to play on both flanks. Mm. That's just because if we, you know, I'm not... I don't know if we're going to bring somebody in mm. in the summer transfer window that plays on the wing, or maybe if Dennis Suarez will drop in there or something. I don't know. But, mm. you know, the player that Unai Emery wants Alex Awobi to be is a player that is capable of playing on both flanks. And, and you're right, though. You're right, mm. because it, it seems like whenever he's played on the right rather than the left, he just has no idea what the hell he's doing. Yeah, and it's strange he because looks, there isn't really a different. reason for it. Yeah, it's not that different. Um, obviously... Maybe in some of the attacking sense, you know, he likes to come inside, thread through balls uh, in that sort of way. But it shouldn't really impact his ability to defend or his ability to get on the ball deeper in the deeper on the pitch. Um, so, yeah, that was that is a strange one that I don't really I can't really put put a finger on it. I don't really know why it is that he can't really produce the same level of performance on the right-hand side as he does on the left. But it's a bit of a problem because Mkhitaryan hasn't been on form this season. Now he's injured and we just don't have a natural player who can play out there. Aubameyang has done it on a few occasions recently. We know he's not really a winger. I don't actually have a problem with him playing on the wing because he'll still score. Um, yeah. Exactly. And that's basically what he gives you anyway, just goal scoring. But, we, we we need a natural right winger. It was a shame we couldn't get someone like Carrasco, who's actually also naturally a left-sided player, but he, he's capable of playing on the right. I'm sure he is. Yeah, yeah. so it's a problem. But anyway, at least we showed character. We came back into the game. We started to launch a few attacks. Uh, the one that led to the corner, Kalasinac winning it. That was one of the positives that Kalasinac did bring in that first half and just in the game in general. Getting into that good position... It was cleared, but the corner, resulted corner, very good flick from Monreal. He seems to do that quite a lot, Monreal. He likes to attack the ball from corners. Oh, yeah. And then Koscielny, 
I was thinking, what the fuck? I thought the, I thought the game was over after the first minute, but 10 minutes in and we're 1-1 one, one, and it looked fair. I know Man City dominated the first five minutes, but it looked like a fair result. And for the rest of the half, I thought we acquitted ourselves pretty well. I thought there were a lot of positives. It was the sort of performance oh, yeah. you wanted to see from an Arsenal side. And people have been talking about for ages just a strong defensive performance away from home at a big side. And for most of the first half, we did that. And we we did carry a bit of a threat going forward. There was a period, I think, of five, ten minutes, very close to when they scored the second, where I thought we were actually the better team going forward. Kalasan actually had a good shot, saved. And yeah, I thought there were a lot of positives in that first half in our defensive performance and also showing a threat. But the, the, right at the end of the half time, I have to rant about Lichsteiner. Oh my I God. Think no one can doubt the effect he's had off the pitch. But once again, I have been a bit dis. I, I, I've sort of held back from criticising him on the pitch because I keep saying we didn't really expect him to play this many games. And, you know, he is 34 and stuff. But you'd ex- this isn't the sort of mistake you can put down to lack of pace or agility at his age. This was just schoolboy defending and something you'd expect expect a, a, an experienced, seasoned right-back to deal with. Just completely out of position. He's just completely switched off. And that's not something you would associate with Stefan Lichsteiner. But for some reason, it's come into his game in the last few months at Arsenal. Completely out of position. Allows the ball to get played over the top. And then, after seeing the ball land at Sterling's feet, he just allows the one-two to go over and doesn't follow Sterling. Ball watches, Sterling squares it, Aguero scores. It's two-one, and all our good work from that first half is undone. <laughs> it was a sh- it was a complete shame because I I agree a hundred percent with what you were saying. I think in the first half, I th- I thought going into the second half, us being behind two-one, that was very that was harsh on us. Yeah, that was very very harsh on us because we defended like you said really well in the game. Mm. I thought we. We honestly, it we, I, I, City maybe had more possession. I'm not sure about the first half possession. I think they had quite a lot but, more. But we just looked significantly more dangerous. Yeah. We looked significantly we more dangerous. We pretty much but, limited them in the first half. Yeah, exactly. And we, we made City almost look toothless yeah. to a certain extent in the first half. But then you can't, you cannot give a striker like Sergio Aguero, granted, he's a striker that he's going to miss a lot of chances yeah. because he's one of those style of strikers. You know, he just has so many chances yeah, in every volume game. volume striker. That's yeah, exactly. Him. And if, if, you, if you give a striker with that kind of goal-scoring pedigree that many chances, he's going to score a lot of yeah. them because the, look at all the goals he scored. He was about, a, I swear, he's about a yard out yeah. from the goal That's each and every time. He was just... He was just tapping them in. And that what that shows us is that that means the defense, A, wasn't properly marking him, mm. and B, they're letting crosses or passes or whatever it may be come into the box way too easily, which should not, should not, be, should not be the situation. Yeah. Well, that refers back to my earlier point in that, you know, it's individual mistakes that have cost us. It wasn't a, a defensive catastrophe more like we saw at Liverpool you know several players continuously messing up it was individual mistakes at key moments that cost us and that's what I'm saying as as you said you know all three of his goals were were from three or four yards out max Um, 
And, you know, if, if they had beaten us with some beautiful football, which we couldn't do much, or some scorcher from 20 yards out, you know, we can't really complain as much. But the fact that we yeah. allowed a, quali- a striker of the quality of Sergio Aguero three tappings in a game, it was just... It was just a free game it's for a fucking him. Disgrace. I mean, he was getting a lot of cre- uh, credit for three goals, for a hat-trick, but it's three tappings. I know you can say he was in the right place, but it's not exactly like yeah. a typical, brilliant Sergio Aguero performance. Yeah, me or you could do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we probably couldn't get into the position, but we could finish them. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and I know a lot of people were saying that he was uh, that he was man of the match on the day. Obviously, they're, they're going to say that because he scored a hat-trick. Yeah. Um, but I just think I just I think the man of the match for Man City was Arsenal shit defending <laughs> because we just like you said we just made so many stupid mistakes. Yeah. I well, mean, it was they just very, were it was no a common few sense. in the first half, but then quite a few more in the second half. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah, in the in the first half we made a couple, yeah. not that many, because like like we were both saying, you know, in the first half I thought we I thought we played well, mm. but in the second half especially we. Um, we I don't know what the fuck happened in the dressing room because mm. they just came out a completely different team. They looked like they had no idea what they mm. were supposed to be doing. I think I think the I th- the goal really took the wind out of their sails. Yeah, I think you can put it a lot down to just I think a lot down to the system and that the first half we were playing four four two, so it required Aubameyang and Lacazette to drop back a lot. They were playing very deep in the first half, and yeah, that enabled us to shut City out in the first half. In the second half, though, they both looked knackered. And as a result, it meant that they didn't get back as much, which meant we were much more exposed defensively because uh, uh, Guendouzi and Torreira were left vulnerable several occasions, left exposed by themselves, which was the problem in the end. But I think generally, yeah. we just couldn't sustain the, phys- the physical uh, level that we needed through through ninety minutes, which is understandable when you're playing that level yeah. of opponent. But I think it was more down to fatigue than just a complete capitulation in the second half. I think we couldn't uh, sustain any attacks. We hardly got into there. I, I don't know if we had a well. We had probably had a very few touches in their box in the second half because we just looked very tired and City took advantage of that and they created quite a few chances if it wasn't for Leno he didn't make any world class saves but he made a number of decent saves to sort of keep yeah, I them thought out he, he played really well yeah exactly and yeah the third goal was frustrating as well Iwobi gets beaten too easily that one I can't complain I can't complain to him as much as the first one because he's not a defender so we don't expect him yeah. to necessarily win that tackle but he could have done a bit better but the first one obviously is just incomprehensible. At least foul him. Yeah. But then Lichsteiner, very slow to react, just lets him... That was poor defending from Lichsteiner again. I, f- I can't remember. Was it Sterling that put in the cross? Uh, the low cross to Aguero? And then... I think it was, Exactly. Yeah. Then Koscielny loses Aguero way too easily. He's he's touched tight to him just a second before, but then he lets him just creep around the back slow from yeah, Koscielny. Yeah. And then, Horrible marking. Exactly. And then comes off Aguero's hand, obviously. Goal shouldn't have been given. But Hamble, at the same time, Hamble. would we have got anything from the game looking at that second half performance? I very much doubt it. So we can't complain that much. I think last season no. when they got that dodgy penalty and that offside goal, I think that was more... You could complain more about that. But this one, yeah, I, I don't have many complaints. Well, I do. I, 
obviously complain about the goal, but it hasn't affected the result really. No, and I don't think, other than that, I don't think the the officiating was particularly poor. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. in the game, I think it, it it just it came, which is a which is a fucking miracle, <laughs> d- depending on you know showing how shitty the refereeing has been in the Premier yeah. League. But I mean, I I think we were we essentially built our own coffin, got in it, and fucking basically shimmied our way into our own grave. Mm. You know, we we weren't we weren't good enough. We weren't good enough. Uh, mm. We made too many mistakes. First half we played, we played well. Uh, probably didn't deserve to be behind, but then second half complete capitulation. Um, well, but it could have been worse. Physically, it could have been worse. Physical, yeah, physical com- capitulation. Mm. I thought before we we're, we're going to get right into the player ratings. Mm. I thought Guendouzi though, Guendouzi and Torreira, they especially towards the end of the game, they mm. just looked and understandably so. By the way, they just looked absolutely shattered. Yeah. Yeah, well, they were playing because against four world-class centre mids. Four, exactly. Four world-class midfielders yeah. against two good midfielders. Yeah. I'm sure I was getting pretty fucking exhausting yeah. in there. Yeah, you but, can tell. And they were creating more and more chances right near the end of the game. And I don't – yeah, I don't think it was to the fall of them. I think if, – if, if we're going to be completely honest, I thought it was just an absolutely beautiful tactic set up by Pep Guardiola, yeah. to be honest with you, because Fernandinho – was it, he was in some weird center half kind of role yeah, when, when, when they were defending. Yeah. I think he pushed up into the midfield. Beautiful from Pep. Yeah. And that's why he's the best coach in the world, at least for me. Yeah, it was an unconventional tactic that you wouldn't expect. He's seen do, do it with Stones as well. And it gave them that extra man in midfield when they had the ball. And Fernandinho, very quality in the ball, not just a good ball winner. So, yeah, it was very difficult. Um, on the, the strategy as a whole, which a lot of people have been talking about, you know, Saying, oh, we're terrible defensively, so we shouldn't be sitting up, sitting back for the whole game. But if we'd gone gun ho, if we played incredibly attacking football, if we had had very little defensive game plan, we would have got, we would have conceded five or six. You know, we're not good oh, enough yeah, defensively to, to, to play like that. So people, people say, if you're not good defensively, then you should just ignore your defense and just go gun ho and try and no. use your attack. Maybe against there is terrible teams, like, way. I don't know, maybe against teams that aren't going to threaten you, like Cardiff or Huddersfield, because you can outscore them. But Manchester City, yeah. that's just not a viable option. That's not an option that's going to lead to any sort of result. If we'd done that, we may have we may have had a few more chances. Maybe we would have got a couple more goals, but we would have lost 7-3 or something. Yeah, so exactly. It's, uh, well, yeah. And, 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 and further proving to what you just said, there was literally living proof and he was, by the way, he was the manager of Arsenal for 22 years. Exactly. That that is the case. I yeah. mean, for a large majority, especially at the at the end of his time with us, mm. the defense was shit. Yeah. So we would just try to play expansive, sexy, attacking football. Mm. So we would see results like 4-3. Mm. You well, know, or, 6-3 or something. At City a few years ago under Pellegrini. Exactly. It was, just, it was just ridiculous because we would just try to completely neglect our defensive duties. And just yeah. tried to go attacking because, oh, we could score goals. It's like, yeah, but you can't fucking defend. Exactly. And there's two parts of the game. Yeah. And so, that's, that was something that I saw a lot on social media. But I think the point just defies logic. You're terrible defensively, so, but we're also worse than them going forward. We're, we're good going forward, but not as good as Manchester City. Not as good as City. So, yeah. you're terrible defensively, so 
don't defend and just try and attack and outscore them. But uh, yeah, it just doesn't make going forward. Make we're not sense. as good as them, and their defense is much better than ours. So it's just it's not going to work. So I felt e- whatever ploy we tried to implement, whatever tactical input Emery put in, I think it was very unlikely that we we're ever going to get a result, considering our squad at the moment, and considering how long Pep Guardiola has been there and how long he's been able to build his side and you know implement his own vision and philosophy. It was very unlikely we were going to get a result. And what was I going to say? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I just don't understand why people are getting worked up. And what, yeah, what I was going to say, the probably one of the only ways you can get a result is playing very defensively and trying to hit them on the counter, which is what we did in the first half. But that yeah. relies on not making any individual mistakes. And unfortunately, we did make a few individual individual mistakes so Emery tried the only way for me that we could get any result but still hinged on quite a few things going our way and quite and players not making any mistakes but it was unlikely against City that we weren't going to make mistakes with our quality of defenders so yeah I just don't think we were ever going to get a result well and and the thing about it is and the thing about it Man City forces you into mistakes yeah and one player I thought back there that actually did his job quite well. Let's just get right into the player rating yeah, while we're yeah, at it. Sure. Was was uh, was Bern Leno? Yeah. I thought Bern Leno actually had played a, a played a really good game. You know, he uh, he had a few. I like you said earlier. I don't think they were world class saves, but he had mm. a, he had a, quite a lot of important saves to make. And I don't know who was saying it. Somebody on AFTV was saying it. Mm. Probably a few of them. Um, if it wasn't our keeper that game, we probably would have lost by a few more if we're being honest yeah. with you, because especially in the, in the second half, we were just getting peppered, you know, like it was just yeah. city was like, they turned on, they fucking turned on the turbos and we're like, all right, let's just beat the shit out of them because that's what <sighs> they do. You know, they press everybody, like all of their players up the pitch and do some crazy, like six man press or something. <laughs> so you just can't get out. You yeah. can't get out and you're being constantly terrorized by their first and also their fucking amazing work ethic and their work rate at Manchester City is phenomenal. You know, you mm. saw Kevin De Bruyne at the end of the game was just shattered. He was like, OK, please, God, take me off, please. I'm dying, <laughs> you know. And uh, but Leno, I thought I thought Leno did pretty well with the shots that he had to save. And I think mm. I think he made might, nine saves. That's that's very, very good. And he did everything yeah. that he could, I think. Yeah. And he was probably one of the few players on the pitch that I think deserved to get something out of the game. I would probably give Leno, in my personal opinion, I think he deserves probably the highest rate on the day. And I actually yeah. gave him, I give him an, I don't think he quite warrants an eight because he did still concede three goals. Granted, they weren't his fault, but mm. he wasn't quite a seven. So I'd probably give him a seven and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. I had eight down, but I think seven and a half is fair. Either way, yeah. I mean, he just—he was one of the—he was one of the few bright points of us. Mm. Okay, and getting right back into it, Mister Alfie. I—I I mm. think you might have been wanting this one, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Stefan Lichsteiner. Yeah. Well, on my Instagram page, I posted my player ratings, and I'm just reading through the comments now. Uh, apparently, I rated <laughs> Lichsteiner too highly. I gave Lichsteiner four. A lot of people saying zero. <laughs> 
which Ooh, is zero. That's a, bit harsh. <laughs> a bit harsh, but that's I, I work my player ratings a bit more limited, sort of four to eight max, maybe sometimes okay. a nine, maybe a three. So yeah, I gave Lich John a four. I thought going forward, he offered us nothing, but at his age, with his pace, I don't necessarily oh, expect just... him to offer much. And also with the game plan we were trying to implement, I don't think he was ever going to give us much going forward. But defensively, on the whole, I don't think he was that terrible in terms of he wasn't getting beaten by Sterling time and time again. But on those few occasions where it really mattered, particularly the second goal, which I've been through, yeah, it's just like, I thought he was meant to be an experienced defender who was sort of no-nonsense. And yes, I was expecting him to maybe get you know, destroyed for pace quite often when he played in the Premier League. But I didn't expect him to do to be terrible positionally and just make these schoolboy errors where it doesn't seem like he's concentrating. And this is what he did for the for the second goal. You know, he was out of position, then he let a ball go over the top of him and he didn't follow Sterling. So that was terrible. And ultimately it cost us, as well as the third goal where he got beaten too easily. So I'm giving him a four. Four. Um, I mean, yeah, I totally understand people's frustration with him. Like you said, he did not provide anything going forward. Uh, mm. Too slow. Too slow. We've been through this multiple times. You know, he's too slow. Mm. I yeah. would way rather have, you know, even if Maitland-Niles isn't great defensively, I would – wait, is Maitland-Niles injured at the moment? Is it? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. But, but even okay, – I would rather have Jenkinson in that position even because I just think that at mm. least he provides – some sort of athleticism, essentially. Yeah. You know, Lichsteiner is he. It's a, I know it's a cliche, and a lot of people have been saying it, but he's been playing like every year of his thirty-four-year-old age. Yeah. You know, he just has. It it just hasn't been working out for him, you know, and mm. I think he has probably helped Bellerin. Yeah, bit, and I think he's brought a bit of more of a winning mentality to the dressing room. Yeah, definitely. But in terms of his um, his speed. You know, and even his mm. um, his physicality is decent, but it's really just his speed and his positioning that he gets caught out mm. quite a lot, especially against a guy as pacey as Raheem Sterling. Yeah. Um, Mustafi, I'm going to go ahead with. Um, yeah, wasn't was not good. Wasn't good. Mustafi. And, First half, and like you were on the whole, I thought he did well, but not in the second half. And he did make no, one or two mistakes in the half. first half. Yes, I just the th- the thing about Mustafi is, and I was thinking about this earlier when when we were talking about him a little bit. Mm. Um, he has, in terms of physical attributes, his speed, you know, his height, his strength, he has all of the physical attributes that it takes to be a good center back. Yeah, I wouldn't but say he's particularly is, quick. He's, he's not. No, but okay, yeah. That thing about being a, a center back. Yeah. As long as you're slightly quick, because the majority of them are really fucking slow. Yeah. So as long as you're like slightly quick, it's like, okay, well, he's got, you know, he's got that, that art to him. Mm. But I mean, his brain, his football brain, man. Yeah. Is just fucking awful. Yeah. Like he was just, mm. I don't, I don't think he, you know, that one picture we saw on Twitter basically <laughs> sums it up. You know, did you see I mean, the, like, dude, what are you doing? Did you see the thread of Mustafi mistakes? Yes, I did. Yeah. Oh, God. The, <laughs> the Southampton one at home. Oh, my God. Do you remember God. that one where 
the ball yes. was played across and he just lets Long get in front of him. And he, <laughs> I was at that game <laughs> and the ball came across and I was thinking, oh, Mustafi's just going to get this clearer or play it out. He's got probably about eight minutes to do that. But then he just lets the ball come across. He just sort of stands there, points to check for some reason, even though it's right at him. And then let uh, Long just sort of walks forward, gets in front of him and pokes it in. It's just... <laughs> He's so frustrating to watch. Oh, oh my god! Well, no, that's that's exact. I don't want him anywhere near the first team. Yeah, I would rather have. Mavropanos. I would really rather have. Yeah, I would rather have Mavropanos, Mavropanos, You know, mm. whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> I'd rather have him in the team every single week, and I'd rather have him getting torn apart too, because at least it's you know it's te- it teaches you. Yeah, you know when you get. We all know, you know, when we when you go on a football pitch or you're playing as a defender or something, mm. you know, and you're playing against like that kid who's in like eighth grade, but it's somehow still like it's like the fucking new Messi or something just could rip you a new one. But it teaches you, man. You're like, OK, well, I got to learn how to defend a little better, you know, and that'll teach him as a youngster. But mm. yeah, Mustafi, man. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to be overly harsh. I I think he was just as bad, possibly maybe even a little bit worse. Than Lichsteiner, so I'd probably I probably give Mustafi a four. Yep, yeah, I'd say that's fair. I uh, I had five, but I can I can see five. either way. Uh, uh Koscielny. Koscielny, again, not great. None of our defenders were great because no, it was a pretty bad. Apart from the first half, I thought Koscielny first half Koscielny did quite well. Um. You know, he was leading the defence quite well, but it was the second half where he looked pretty tired and pretty all over the place. He couldn't control the defence. And Koscielny's always looked at his best when he's playing alongside a bit more of a leader, you know, Murtasaka. Yeah. Socrates, he's looked good alongside so far. When he's played alongside Mustafi, apart from when Mustafi first came in, where they seemed to uh, be building quite a good partnership, He's 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 sort of played pretty badly alongside Mustafi. Yeah, he didn't have a great relationship he's not, he's with. Um, who's going to say Gabriel? He didn't play particularly well alongside. Um, yeah, I think he's he's a role model footballer, which is why he's a captain. But he's not an on the pitch leader by any stretch at all. Yeah, I don't know what the phrase is. By any stretch of the imagination, is that? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's like yeah. one of my favorite ones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I forgot that. Uh, yeah. So, overall, I think the third goal is questionable defending. I think he just he just switches off and lets Aguero run around him. I know Aguero is a good player and he's got good movement and he can get away from you quickly off the ball, but that you expect more from an experienced defender, a bit like what I was saying with Lichsteiner. So I'll probably give Koscielny a six because I don't think he was terrible, but he made a few bad mistakes and in the second half looks pretty much all over the place after a good first half. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I actually, I completely agree with that. And also it was just, you know, he, he granted he, he scored the goal, you know, mm. but yeah, other than that, forgot about that. <laughs> Like most, like the major. Eh, well, it was easy to forget about. <laughs> like the majority of our uh, our defenders at the moment, he's yeah. not good enough. Um, yeah, he's not anymore. He's he needs declined. to be replaced. Yeah, yeah, he's he's declined, and obviously that comes with age. You know, he's what thirty three years old or something like that. I yeah. mean, he's 
it's time for him to ride into the sunset and call it a day. But yeah, yeah, I would agree. Well, with that, that six six, I think, is good range. Yeah, that Chelsea performance where he was exceptional sort of reminded me mm. of Murtasaka's last bow in that FA Cup final. I know Murtasaka played the next season, but he shouldn't have. Let's be honest, he shouldn't have played last season. No. He was past it. And that Koscielny performance against Chelsea sort of reminded me of that. I'm not saying he's quite as declined as Murtasaka yet, but he's very close to it. You know, he is declining. He's losing his pace. And he was always going to be not great after his injury. And that's sort of been reinforced. So, yeah, it's a shame. And he'll get a good send-off, but I can't see him playing next week. And if we do, we've got to review our our sort of recruit would it be recruitment or just re- review what we're doing in the in the transfer window because yeah it would be more out of sentiment keeping him but yeah should I do Montreal yeah I, I and I really I really hope that I I don't mean to be mean but I genuinely hope that uh he's not with us next season I think he just needs yeah. to retire <laughs> um but that's quite we'll, we'll run through the rest of these no, I, I, but it, I'm I'm sorry, but I mean it's true. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I mean it's just he's just not. It is. He's it just is. not good enough anymore. He doesn't yeah. cut the mustard. I, can, I think he's playing the French league for a so, couple of years, and he's given that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? Actually, sadly, probably yes. And then he'd go play for I don't Bordeaux. He'd go play for someone over there. Yeah, yeah, go play for Bordeaux, and <laughs> uh, it would be like. Most weeks he'd be fine, but then you know when they actually go up against quality opposition like yeah. PSG, well that's the early just, season. It'll be like, he, oh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he could play for thirty six games. The the other two, he just wouldn't play. Just bench yeah. him, yeah. But everyone be like, oh, okay, yeah, that's why. Right. <laughs> but uh, we'll just run through the rest of these real quick because I yeah. do want to keep this one about an hour or so. Yeah, I yeah. do have some other things I gotta do, but uh, we'll run through these and we'll actually do a quick. Uh, review of the upcoming game against Huddersfield this Preview. Sunday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Monreal. Uh, I'll go ahead and give him. I don't. Okay. I don't know. That one's a bit difficult. You know. I don't think. I, I'll be honest. I don't think he was. I don't think he was horrible. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it was his best game though. But it. But it wasn't. It wasn't his best game. Mm. But thankfully, out of the back line, he's one of the few people that you can rely on to be consistent. Yeah. yeah. To a relative, to a relative point, um, I probably just give. He got an assist for the goal for Koscielny. I'd probably give him a six as well. Yeah, actually, Monreal. I think that's fair. Um, Awobi. Awobi. A lot of people again going through my comments. He's the other player. Oh, Awobi zero. Oh, Awobi. I'll give a zero. Awobi is just pure shit. Uh, Awobi laughing emoji. These are all exact quotes from uh, my comments section, actually. So, uh, what's this? You're a nonce, apparently. Someone's actually commented You're that. You're a nonce. Yeah. You're a nonce, Alfred. You're a nonce. <laughs> uh, anyway, back on Awobi. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a hard one to judge because going forward, he looked unnatural on the right. He didn't have the same impact there were a few occasions in the first half where he brought us up field he relieved a bit of pressure from the defense with his running but he gave the ball away cost us the first cost us the goal at the start cost us the third goal to an extent 
And yeah, it just doesn't look natural on the right hand side. But I'm not going to be that harsh. And I think that a lot of those comments, you're a nonce, uh, Iwobi was less. A lot of those comments were. I think they were harsh. You know, he, he wasn't as oh, bad yeah, as everyone's saying. But it was a poor performance. So I'm saying five. Five. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I would actually agree with that because mm. it seemed like the majority of the mistakes that he made were defensive, mm. you know, and he's not, he's not a defender, you know, and he is still a young kid, you know, 22, but I mean, still, that's still a kid, you know, and um, I think he's got, I think he's got potential to be a good player. Um, mm. I just, I hate when he gets ridiculed the way that he does, but granted he didn't play great. So yeah, I would agree with that. I think a, a five is a good rate. Yep. Um, I'll go on with Torreira, then I'll give you Guendouzi. Torreira, I would go – I think Torreira played well, yeah. actually. Um, I thought I thought Guendouzi was marginally better in the game. But I thought I thought Torreira actually played really well. You know, he was getting some really nice tackles in, especially yeah. in the first half. It was a typical you know, Torreira good. performance. Yeah, he showed up. He showed up, you know, and fair play to him because that's a difficult game. Yeah. City City's midfield is fucking ridiculous, you know. And I thought he played actually pretty well in the game. I'd probably give, I'd probably give Torreira the same as I gave for Burn Leno. I'd probably give him a seven and a half. Yeah, I think that's fair. I I went with seven, uh, but basically yeah. the same thing. Uh, he played he played well. Yeah, Gwendouzi. Gwendouzi, I thought was was good. I I I still don't say he was excellent because we lost three one. So I don't think anyone was excellent. I think in a three one yeah. defeat, the only person that can be conceived as excellent is the goalkeeper if he kept you in the game but I think True. he was good I think he was good um, show, he was one of the positives you know we saw it seen a lot of praise for him on social media Ian Wright as well praising him after this game you know he, he provided energy worked tirelessly he muted Kevin De Bruyne in the first half in particular and I think he had a specific job set by Emery to do that but in the second half, I think he was left a bit exposed, not just because he was tired, but also the strikers who had been helping him and Torreira in the first half dropped back. They were both tired, which left him a bit exposed in the second half. But he was good. His, some of his passing was very good in the first half. Some, in fact, some of it under extreme pressure. He managed to find players 20 or 30 yards from him. Uh, he was progressive. He was energetic. He worked hard. So I think it has to be a seven. Seven, Which, yeah. You you probably say he deserves an eight, but yeah, I I, I would give him an eight just because mm. on the basis that I gave Leno and um, yeah yeah Torreira a seven and a half, but yeah, no, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Uh, I really think that out of the out of the starting eleven, you know, the three that could hold their heads up high are Guendouzi, Torreira, and Bern Leno. Yeah. Other than that, I thought the rest of them was poor. Yeah. Um, moving up to the strikers, did not have much service in the game. Uh, Lacazette and Aubameyang. I think I'll, I'll start off. I'll do Lacazette. Um, I think his counterpart Aubameyang did play a bit better in the game. It seemed like Aubameyang was working harder, and you know, according to the statistic that you told me, yeah. he did. Um, which which we're not really used to, to yeah. be honest. Usually, it's Lacazette's the hard worker, but yeah, yeah, I thought Lacazette was a bit sloppy in the game, Alfie. I thought, yeah. you know, he just looked even when he got the ball. You know, he was having a poor first touch. Mm. You know, there was one moment I saw. I, you probably remember where he tried to switch the field and get it over to Lichtsteiner. Mm. Really, and it was just a really poor pass. You know, I mean, he, he, didn't, he didn't play well. And it's, we're not really accustomed to that because usually 
Lacazette shows up for the big, uh, for the big occasions, but not mm. this time. Um, I'd probably give Lacazette. I'd probably give him. I'd, four is harsh. Four is way too four. harsh. I'd probably give him a five. No, yeah, I'd probably give him a five. I think even five. I think he. I agree, didn't play well, but I think his work rate alone merited a six because in the first half he worked incredibly hard. Both the strikers did. Aubameyang slightly more, but I think Aubameyang's stamina is better than Lacazette, and I think that's why we see Lacazette subbed quite early, quite a lot. But yeah, anyway, like, yeah. actually on Lacazette, I think against Cardiff he had a poor game. And that was quite an unpopular opinion. But I remember the first half, he was giving away the ball so many times. You know, pretty much every time he got he the ball like in the first half. I know, it, it, it felt like everything he did wrong in the first half against Cardiff was every time he got the ball, he lost the ball. That's what it felt like in the first half. And he didn't yeah. really get called out on that. But because he scored in the second half and he's Lacazette, so he doesn't get as much criticism. But uh, yep. talked about that. Yeah, but uh, in this game, I think it was similar. But I think you can put both of those down to fatigue. He looks a bit tired to me. He had this period, uh, although he's just one player of the month. He had a period last season, sort of in the middle of the season, where he, well, it was quite a long period in the middle of the season where he he he. You know, he lost fitness and yeah, and he he looked very tired and he ended up picking up an injury. And I think a lot of that was because it was his first season in the Premier League, so he's not used to it. But in the second half, sorry, this season, it's not been as much of a problem. You know, he's been more consistent throughout the season. In the middle of the period, he hasn't had it. But maybe these last two games, it is because he's getting a bit tired. But anyway, yeah. should I do... probably use some rest. Yeah, should I do Aubameyang? Yeah, Aubameyang. Then we'll move on to the subs, and okay. we'll briefly cover the oh, upcoming Huddersfield game. Oh, Kalasnach. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about him. I would give Aubameyang. Uh, what would you give Kalasnach? I'll give Kalasnach probably a five. I don't think he had the the attacking effect that Uno Emery would have hoped, but I think it was. I think we can't we can't do him a four because he was played out of position in a position he's never played in, and he did look unnatural there. He likes to run from deeper areas instead of sort of already being quite high with the pitch, if you know what I'm saying. So Yeah. Yeah, I'd give I'd give Kalasanach a five. I agree with that. Mm. Uh Bamia? Uh I think I'll give him a six. He worked very hard, didn't get the service, and when Albamia doesn't get the service, you sort of question what he did, what he does. Um apart from his work rate, which is always pretty good. Well most of the time is pretty good. It has been uh in recent weeks anyway. So, yeah, I'll give up on a six. Six. Yeah, I could agree with that. Mm. Um, we'll go into the subs, and then we will talk about Huddersfield a little bit. Mm. Uh, Ramsey, Ramsey and Dennis Suarez, the, mm. the twins, came <laughs> on in the 66th minute. Yeah. Um, me and you actually – we talked about this over Twitter DMs. We actually had a bit of a disagreement over uh, Dennis Suarez. Yeah. You said – you well, I, I, I personally thought that he came on, and I don't think he looked – he, he looked like he's going to take some serious time to adapt to the Premier League for me. He looked really small. I may, I don't know if maybe it's because the pants he was wearing were just enormous on him. He looked like he was wearing a wedding dress. Um, that's, but that's he just, not a reason. No, Come on. They'd have to do with the pants. But, you know, to be honest with you, he just was – every time he was getting the ball, he looked, you know, he looked a bit scared to me. Um, and he just – he looked a bit sloppy when he came on. But I think – 
I do think he's going to be a good player for us. Mm. I'll say that much. But I think it's going to take him some serious time to realize how physical the Premier League is. Physically strong, you know, the Premier League. It's incredible, you know. Yeah. So I, I would personally give I Ramsey, I thought, came on. He was he was okay. I probably give him a I probably give him a six. Yeah. Um Dennis Suarez came on. I thought he was he wasn't shit, mm. you know, but he wasn't great. I'd probably give Dennis Suarez a five. What would you give him? Uh yeah, this is where we agreed. I don't think he played well, but this is where we disagreed, sorry. Uh yeah. But I can't understand some of the things I've seen on Twitter and just on social media in general. People saying already that he isn't good enough. He played twenty minutes. 20 minutes in a dead and buried game against one of the best teams in Europe in his first ever Premier League game after hardly playing this season. People need to wake up and have patience with him. It's the same with the manager, the players and the process that we're going through at the moment. You know, it's going to take time. It's going to take time for him to settle in, as you said, and be accustomed to the league. People just need to have patience with with the player, and I don't think to criticise him at all in that game, unless he'd like given the ball away and a dumb airing led to a goal. I don't think you could give any criticism in that sort of situation to him. Yes, he came on, he got shoved off the ball a few times, but he's hardly played this season and it's the first game, and he's probably likely to be a bit nervous in his first game in a very big game to throw him in. I personally probably wouldn't have brought him on, would have saved him for the Huddersfield game, but yeah, yeah, so I would have given him a six because. He kept the ball most of the time. Yes, he got shoved at the ball a few times, but I don't agree with criticising him at all. And I know you weren't overtly criticising him, but there was a bit of a disagreement there. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, that's it's okay to have your own opinions on things. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I, I like I said earlier, you know, I think he is gonna he's gonna be a good player for us. Yeah. You know, he's just a typical he's a typical Arsenal player. You know. Yeah. Good on the ball. A little, you know, a little cute footballer, you know. Yeah. He likes a dink pass here and there. So, yeah, I think, he'll, I think he'll be well. I think he'll play well in his time at Arsenal. But I agree with what you were saying, actually. I don't, I don't think this is really the game for him. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think he should have came on. Yeah. You know, he's been at the club for a few days, mm. you know. So, I would have I personally probably not, yeah. not brought him on. I probably wouldn't have brought on Ozil either. Yeah, I probably would have brought on if El Elmeni, if he was on the bench, just to add a bit more yeah. stability, because we could have easily ended up losing five one. Yeah, but what would you give uh, Dennis for his for his first little cameo there? Yeah, six, because I don't think you can oh, you six, can criticize okay. him that much. Yeah, yeah, five five or six. I, I don't I don't completely disagree with that, mm. and I don't I don't you know I don't mean to over criticize him or anything, mm. but he was you know he's gonna have to. He's going to have to realize, and I think he probably already did, that uh, the Premier League's pretty fucking intense, man. Mm. Um, the last substitution that came on was um, Mavrapanosi came on for Mustafi in yeah. about the 79th minute. Mustafi gets injured all the time. <laughs> Is it serious? Who knows? I don't know. I think he's just uh, that sort of player. <laughs> yeah, he, he, the, Greek, the Greek youngster didn't have much time to do anything. Mm. I'd probably say we give him a standard six. Yeah, you know, that's he he looked yeah he, he looked good at passing the ball mm. but I mean big things for him in the future though to be fair he's only out for about ten minutes mm. so Huddersfield sorry oh I just said big things for him in the future though anyway yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought I think there was a cut in the line there 
But uh, yeah, yeah, so, no, that's a, yeah, because I heard it too. Yeah, uh, yeah. So should we get on Huddersfield? Yeah, we'll talk about Huddersfield for about the next five minutes or so. Then I yeah, got a, I got a dip, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> working man, but uh, yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about Huddersfield a little bit. I, I figured we probably could just go with a lineup that each one of us yeah. would go with, and then we will call it a pod. Thank you, one and all, for for listening Tune along with again. us, but. Yeah, we got yeah. Huddersfield on Sunday away from home. To be honest with you, that is probably the the best possible game that we could have. Yeah, at the moment, with the way that we, we just need a win. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know they're in they're in they're rock bottom of the Premier League. Mm. Yeah, they're just awful. They're, they're going to get relegated. Terrible. Yeah, they don't have a goal scorer. They don't have a good defense either. Um, mm. So I'll I'll just go through my lineup. Uh, that I that I picked to go within the game real quick, and then I'll let you go through yours, okay. um, and I'll and we'll, then we'll go through our predictions. Um, in goal, obviously, I'm going with Burn Leno once again. Yeah. He is our Premier League keeper. I thought against City, he played really well, like we talked about. Um, and yeah, I think you know he's the Premier League keeper, and he deserves to keep a spot. Yep. Um, as the left back, I would actually go with Sayed Kalash. I'm, I'm playing with a four-two-three-one, mm. actually. I would go Sayed Kalashnik as a left back, Nacho Monreal and um, Kashelny. Yeah, Kashelny. Sorry, I had a brain fart. Yeah, Kashelny as the center backs. No Mustafi. He might be injured anyway, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, and then I would actually go with Carl Jenkinson as the exactly. right back. Um, going into the midfield, the midfield pivot that I would have just in front of the back. Woo, the back line. <laughs> I would go with um, I would go with Lucas Torreira and uh, Matteo Guendouzi. I thought they both played really well in the Man City game, and yep. I don't think that this is a game that we're going to need an overage of defensive cover because Huddersfield are just not good or not great going forward at all. Yeah. Um. So I think I think we'd be fine there. Um. As a three just behind the striker, I would actually go with Albamiang on the left. I know it's not his natural position, but I think he'd do a job there. Mm. Um, then I would go with Aaron Ramsey playing in the number 10 position. Mm. On the right-hand side, you know, before this game, I was thinking Alex Awobi, but like we were talking about earlier, I just I don't think Awobi on the right-hand side is a good idea at the moment at all. Yep. So I would actually go with a bit of a curveball there. I would actually go with Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Fair and enough. then playing up front as if a striker he's back is Alexandre Lacazette. As well. if, yeah, if Maitland-Niles is back. Yeah. 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 If not, we probably have to, we probably have to go with them. Have to go with the Wobby. Or possibly Dennis Suarez could drop in. Yeah. Or Mkhitaryan, who played in the fog or yesterday. Mc- yeah. Did you see the pictures? Oh, yeah. Jesus well, Christ. <laughs> That's not something <laughs> yeah, you're probably insane. used to seeing. No, it looked like some horror movie. It was fucking yeah. insane. Yeah, that was pretty incredible. But my team, I went with Burn Leno. Burn Leno. Burned Leno. I can't speak today. Uh, obviously Leno. Back four, I went with Maitland Niles at right back. I'm assuming he'll be back fit by then. Um, yeah, most likely. And which is that's that's also influencing my formation because. If we didn't have Maitland Niles back, I'd probably have gone with a four-two-three-one because we need a winger. But because Maitland Niles has got a bit more threat than the likes of Jenkinson or Lichsteiner going forward, 
uh, I'm opting for the four four two diamond or the four three one two, whatever you want to call it, that yeah. we have seen in recent weeks. Um, just because it allows us to play Lacazette and Aubameyang, and we still have a bit of a lack of width. Uh, centre backs, I went with Monreal and Koscielny as well. Uh, I think Mavropanos will come in for the first time starting against Bate Borisov. I think that'll be a good place to yeah. get him underway. If he plays well, maybe you can push into the first team. Uh, yeah, and as you said, I don't want to see Mustafi near the team, even if he's fit. Uh, and I'll go Kalasanac at left back, so pretty much the same back four, but Maitland Niles instead of Jenkinson. Midfield, I also. Wait, did you, did you do Shaq and Torreira? Or Gwenduzi uh, and Torreira? Fair enough. I'll go with Shaq and Torreira. That is something I actually forgot to mention in the in the talk of the Man City game. I think we massively missed Granite Shaka. I said it before Definitely. when we found out he wasn't going to play. We need Granite Shaka. He gives us that element of control. And, you know, I said this exact thing watch us. Uh, not be able to get out of our half. And what happened in the first half for large periods, we couldn't get out of our half. So, yeah, yeah Shaka and Torreira for me, I think Shaka will be back. Uh, number 10, I, oh, sorry, what am I saying? I, I've, I've picked 4 2 3 1 or 4 3 1 2. So, Shaka, Torreira, and Gwenduzi, don't know what I was saying. Yeah. Um, and at the point of the diamond, I've gone with Meza Ozil. I'll bring him back in. This is the sort of game where he can play. I know it's an away game and it pretty much is abolished from away games under Unai Emery, but this yeah. is the sort of game where he can have an impact, you know. True. He's good at, at destroying bad teams, so I'll play him <laughs> at that number 10 role. Uh, and my front two are Lacazette and Aubameyang, and I'd have the likes of Iwobi, Ramsey, Denis Suarez, maybe Mkhitaryan off the bench. So we've got quite a few options, actually, but that would be my team. All right. Fair, yeah, fair enough. And I, I think either one of the teams that we picked would, is going to be good enough to beat Huddersfield. Yeah, because it should like we, be. If it's not, like, then we maybe we, we should be questioning Emery. Maybe we should be where they are if that if the if they're not. <laughs> but just before we wrap things up, ladies and gentlemen, once again, thank you for tuning in. Um, predicted scoreline. I'm always an optimist. Eight nil again. <laughs> Hey, you fucking it's a bit of a recurring negative for me. And negative Nancy here. <laughs> I I'd probably go with a hundred personally, but <sighs> I I don't know why you're being such a fucking downer. Um, no, I th- yeah. I think we're definitely gonna win the game though. Um, mm. I think it'll be a comfortable scoreline too because I think the boys are gonna want to prove to prove to the fans that they're not shit. You know, so yeah. Realistically, I would probably go with. I would actually probably go. 4-1, I think Arsenal will be a good result. Yeah. Yeah. I think incoming 2-0 Huddersfield. I've said that before. Oh, my God. I'm going to fucking Last kill time myself. we said this, uh, I'm pretty sure we did lose. So, yeah. Oh, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but ladies, gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Uh, Alfie, it's been a pleasure, as always. We're going to try to get you guys this podcast on a more consistent basis. We're trying yeah. to do it on Tuesdays which is obviously today. So mm. we did it right. We got it, man. We got it. Mm. Um, mm. We need to meet the high be... demand. Yeah, we need it. 60 views, man. We're getting famous. I know. You know, like people it's... will cry if they don't get our podcast. I know. It's like they're, they will be they're in drugs. tears. Exactly. It's their drugs, man. They need it. So yeah. don't worry, well, guys. We're the here suicide rate went up last week in the UK. Oh, I know. So that maybe, was that was, maybe that was down to us. Yeah. Apologies for 
yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. government. That was that was oh, yeah, man. Fuck, dude, I feel so guilty mm. for that. But hopefully, uh, we get to watch a murder um, <laughs> when we play Huddersfield. <laughs> Quite a smooth <laughs> this, transition. This, this podcast, <laughs> this podcast has taken a really dark <laughs> turn. So. Without further ado, we're going to call it a day. Thank you once again yeah. for tuning in. Be sure to check out Alfie and me on Twitter, yeah. at Alfie Coleshaw, at Daniel Fenton. And also YouTube. check out Alfie on YouTube. Yeah. And you can check out me on YouTube too. I'm going to probably start uploading mm. some content soon, but we'll see. Fucking I got to keep you guys on the edge of your seat. <laughs> 30 <laughs> subscribers. Oh. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, you fucking you famous bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but Alfie, it's been a pleasure, man. And I will see you after our absolute romping of Huddersfield. See you then. See you.